Hi guys, this is Sarah from Code 187, and we will be back right after these messages from Gateway Pro. How much do you like listening to podcasts? I know you like listening to this one, or you wouldn't be listening to this ad. Well, since you like Code 187 so much, you should check out Code 187's sister show, The Joe Show. They talk about anything and everything except politics. Sometimes they can get serious and talk about the difference between wisdom and knowledge. Other times, they're just plain old ridiculous, talking about farts and stuff like that. Well, if that's something you like listening to, you should definitely check out The Joe Show. They air it every Monday at 8 o'clock. It's brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. I should probably tell you where you can find them. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Joke Show. It's a podcast. So today's story is, well, I'm not going to give you any hints. You're going to have to wait and listen to the first 10 minutes to find out the famous case I am covering today. Hello! Hi! Welcome to Code 187. I'm Sarah, and I am your true crime best friend. I'm here with Joe, and we've got a very famous case today, so stay tuned. I'm ready to hear this case. (laughs) I mixed it up on ya. Yeah, this is a very well-known case. Shoot, I'm ready. Uh I might be out of the loop and be like, you be like, it's a well-known case. I'm like, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, like, biggest true crime fans are probably going to know this in the first, like, little bit. Gotcha. And they're going to be probably screaming at the radio or the TV going, I know what this is. <laughs> so I want to see how fast you can figure out what it is. Okay. First, first of all, before before we get started, I love your shirt. <laughs> oh, it's thick thighs and spooky vibes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is this is why you guys need to watch videos because you guys get to see our shirts. I just got an old Raggedy Gateway Pro shirt that I bought 18 years ago, and Sarah Sarah has the thick thighs. Spooky vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all you could see was thick thighs, and you were like, "What is? Like, what is that?" I was, I was trying to read them. Like, what the? What is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. St- it's not fall yet, but it's fall in my mind. I was getting so. ready to say that. I was like, "It's not fall. We haven't hit Labor Day yet." Like, calm down, you spooky people. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It is spooky season my whole life, so I don't care. <laughs> you and many other people, too. It's always ladies. I've never met a guy who's really into spooky stuff. Like, I don't know. It's something up with you ladies. But I hope, I think we're going to, we, we are going to have some really good, uh, this is the best time to listen to true crimes and stuff during the spooky season, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be on the lookout for what we got coming up during the spooky season. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> And it's always thick thigh season, so. <laughs> Don't I know it. I need a shirt like that, except for without the spooky vibes. I'm, yes. I'm, not, I'm not a spooky person. <laughs> That's what we should call, it should just be Code 187, thick thighs in parentheses, because we can crash watermelons over here. Right. <laughs> and I am proud of it. <laughs> yes. We're thick thighs strong over here, guys. Okay. We are. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got off topic. All right. <laughs> Case that everybody knows. 
<laughs> yes. All right. So we're going to figure out how fast y'all can figure this one out. Right in so. the comments. I want to see in the comments how fast you can <laughs> Yep. Give me like a time. Um, by the second paragraph, y'all are, are going to figure it out. So it's okay. Um, on the night of June 12th, 1994, a middle-aged couple awoke to a dog howling outside. The couple saw their neighbor's dog barking and running down the street. So they followed it. As they walked by the house, they saw blood flowing down the driveway like a river. They, that was their words. Jeez. Yeah. They then noticed the dog's paws are covered in blood. They didn't know that their neighbor and a friend was stabbed to death on the lawn. They immediately called 911. Do you know it yet? Any hints? I don't. Oh, I'm a good writer. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> no, you're, it's a combination of you as a good writer and me as a dumb person. <laughs> it's gonna, okay. It's gonna, it's gonna be one of. Those, I bet you there are people there flipping out right now. They're just like, I know it. I know it. And I'm like, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. <laughs> All right. This little moment in time set off a chain of events that would make history. I would argue this is probably the biggest court case in U.S. history. Gotcha. Are we ready? I'm ready. I want to know more about this. I want, I'm this ready. This <laughs> is the case of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Uh, <laughs> now I, I dropped know you it. with the OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I got a sound effects on here somewhere. Let me see if it. <laughs> yep. So I did this for a couple of reasons. Okay. First, um, whenever you hear about the O.J. Simpson case, it's O.J. Yes. It's not the victims. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to kind of put the, vo the focus a little bit back on them, even though... This case just is very heavy with OJ. Yeah. Um, but we're still talking about these two victims. Yes. And and second, because this is who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if y'all heard a couple episodes, I don't know how far it was ago, but I think we said, you, you hinted at it. You said you was going to talk about OJ. You did. Yep. And here I it is. I said it was coming up, and here we go. And I've been pushing it off a little bit. <clears throat> to try to still let the tease happen. Yeah. So <laughs> here we are. We should have we should have been like, we're gonna do an OJ episode. We're not gonna tell you when it is. Just keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> A year later, finally drop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two thousand thirty eight. <laughs> we're talking about OJ. Like, Damn, I've been listening to this song for thirty eight years. Jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, so any opening thoughts that you have on this case? Because people have mad opinions, for sure. So, I'm going to let people know that I have really, I've never heard this case. I've, so, I've heard things surrounding it. So, like, we're getting ready to get into detail about it, but I've never heard any of the details. I've only heard things surrounding it, and... Um, I've heard it from OJ's side. Believe it or not, I've heard a lot of the commentary from comics. Like, um, mm. comedians, they talk about it, um, who were, you know, when they were popular around that time, when it was going on. I've heard a lot about it. But I've really never dove into the actual case. Um, and like I said, comedians, they just poke fun at the whole situation, kind of be like, ooh, this is a heavy topic, but we're just going to make you laugh about it. So... I don't know too much. I'm excited to get into the details of it. So now I can actually know. And then I can actually, at the end of this, be like, he did it. Or <laughs> he didn't do it. <laughs> right. Well, no matter how much I sit and talk about it, I mean, there are so many podcasts, movies, all kinds of stuff. There's still going to be people who believe he's innocent or guilty and they will change their mind and that's okay yep. um 
you believe whatever you believe. Um, researching it again, I'm like, yeah, I know my opinion, and um, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so there are two things I want to see in the comments then. I want to see, one, when did you first notice that what this case was in your time and your opinion on if he did it or not and oh three things and about this case because we always want you to hear about the case so yeah those right. are three things out three things <laughs> <laughs> three things <No>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> i would love to hear everybody's opinion because this is something that like when i say i'm into true crime this is the case people are like what are your opinions mm -hmm. and i'll get into all mine um mine's pretty straightforward but Lesson. This might be a two-parter. It, it might be. It might be. <laughs> I'm going to hold that third ad off just in case. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So let's get into it. All right. So we're going to start out with the scene. So the scene that investigators walked up on that night was horrific. Um, there is crime scene pictures online. Um, I saw them. I do not suggest seeking them out, but it really gives you a picture of it. Like, it is bad, uh -huh. bad. Um, people make jokes about this case, but there is, it is rough. Mm -hmm. So, lying at the, just at the bottom of her stairs was Nicole. Okay. Her blonde hair was completely soaked in blood. She had been stabbed multiple times, and she was almost decapitated. Whoever slit her throat, like, nearly decapitated her, which is hard to do. Yes, which we've talked uh, about on this show before. And with yeah. stabbings, we've also talked about how personal that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Keep that in mind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just taking evidence and laying it down. <laughs> Right. So there was a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. Like when the neighbors said that there was a river, there was a lot of blood for this. So the front steps, the sidewalk, everything was covered in blood. Investigators believe the attacker came up behind Nicole, um, continually stabbing her. And then they believe a man interrupted the attack. This was Ron. Uh, Ron was laying almost on his side also stabbed multiple times. He was in the front lawn. Nicole was stabbed 12 times, uh, with the fatal wound being that to her neck. Mm -hmm. um, a very, very deep cut to Ron um, was his fatal blow, um, but he received 12 or 20 altogether. Gotcha. So he was stabbed 20 times, and one was very, very deep. That killed him. So, very horrific already. Yes. Um, <laughs> like when, a, like a movie, what? like a movie. Yeah, it really is. And uh, when you think about this <clears throat> lawn, mm -hmm. like I watched some reenactment reenactments while researching this case, and I thought this was like this big yard, like you, mm -hmm. you. You see rich people have big houses and you're like, this is like a huge yard. Yep. It was, it was not. Okay. Um, it was square and it was like a stoop almost. Okay. Barely any grass, one tree. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and you had to walk down a walkway and buzz somebody in. So there was gate okay. around it gotcha. as well. Which is something to remember too, because whoever did this either was let in or jumped the fence went around back there was some other way yeah they knew how to get in yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love joe's face okay <laughs> um <laughs> this left everyone wondering how we got to here uh <laughs> Nicole lived in her Los Angeles townhome with her two children. Um, Nicole loved her children and was a super great mom. On top of being a good mom, Nicole was described as having a warm heart, which is like, oh. Um, she was also very beautiful, mm -hmm. which a lot of people point out. She was gorgeous. 
um, she was special from early on. Right out of high school at the age of 18, she met her husband, O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. O.J. was married at the time, mm. but soon got divorced mm-hmm. and started his life with Nicole. Um, so she was kind of mistressy, but yeah. Well, I, I don't know who don't, who don't know this, but what was O.J.'s profession? He was a football player. Gotcha. That was my next sentence. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, some of these people might not know, um, some of these, what, our younger audience, they might not know what his profession was. Um, and there was other stuff surrounding the case, which I will bring up later, because I think that'll, that's, that's a big old talking point, and it, our show will be three or four episodes long. So there's another point, which I should write down so I can remember but LJ was a football player for the, in the NFL. He was. So he was super famous. Um, <clears throat> like Joe said, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm losing my voice already. That's not good on this case. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like Joe said, he was a professional football player. Um, and he was also called or like referred to as a man about town. <laughs> which like in the old days met he was like this rich famous good looking dude um i love old sayings they just be like oh look at old look at old jay over there he's a rambling man you know you're like oh that sounds really good no that means he just likes to have sex with a lot of women <laughs> it sounds so lightful <laughs> okay um <laughs> Together, Nicole and OJ were the talk of the town. Perfect couple. Um, They hung out with other rich and famous people and lived a pretty great life. Um, Or so it seemed. OJ and Nicole had two children. But after seven years of marriage, Nicole filed for divorce. So Hmm. that is kind of their relationship starters. Um, it is good to point out, um, Nicole is white, mm-hmm. OJ is black, mm-hmm. and we came pretty far in the 90s, but there were still people who, you know, like, Let, didn't like it. Yeah, in the 90s, it was one of those things where it was like, if a black guy with a, if a black guy got with a white girl, it was like, oh, you got one? Kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how it was. (laughs) Or it was either that or it was like, you ain't staying tried and true to your your culture kind of a thing. So, yeah, you're right. It was kind of either way. So it was mainly, you know, Hollywood people since Hollywood and they're more uh, woke over there. So it's more acceptable over there. But, yes, that was one. That was actually what I was going to bring up that. There was a lot of racial tension with this particular case because um, there were a lot of white people, they were rooting for Nicole, trying to get justice, and there were a lot of black people thinking that the police were just going after another innocent black man. And it's it's one of those cases where nobody really knows what happened, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Everybody just has their opinions, and that's why, to this day, people are like, do you believe OJ did it, you know? Um, I even see that in Tinder profiles. It's like, we can't be friends if you believe OJ did it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I believe what I want to believe. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, yeah, it, it racial stuff comes up a lot in this case, and we've talked about uh, racial things a lot on this podcast. This one is, like, the biggest, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get into all of, like, what was going on at that time because it was just very heavy. Yeah. So, but we'll get there. So, OJ and Nicole had a extremely intense relationship. Okay. Like, when it was good, it was good. Mm-hmm. And they were full of passion. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) however, OJ was very abusive when it was bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was 
very jealous. Uh, they fought a lot, like fought a lot. Um, Nicole called 911 a lot and they've released all those tapes and you can hear OJ screaming and banging on the door, calling her all these names. Um, in pictures, you can see Nicole is black and blue. Well, she was being beat. Well, listen, just from the little bit, what we've been on here for like 10, 15 minutes, case is done. <laughs> really? Just, just from little stuff like that. I mean, yeah. Uh, with other murders, the police will go back. They'll find evidence like this, little tr- breadcrumbs, and then they'll just put it together, and they're like, "Yeah, this guy's the murderer." So I don't right. know. Oh, I know why it's different, but let's we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm trying to get ahead <laughs> of myself. Right. So, um, OJ did get in trouble for beating Nicole. Um, he pled no context to domestic violence charges. Um, because of their children together, OJ and Nicole still saw each other frequently, which we've seen on this podcast. Um, the murder of Nicole and Ron happened a whole two years after the couple's divorce. So it's like people point at that as like, oh, well, he had to have been over it. No. No. I mean, because it's it's, it's a what? I don't know. I just think it's that kind of thing where, okay, football player, right? He's got this like um, best moments, you know. It's kind of like highlights of his life. I bet you one of the highlights of his life was Nicole – because she bore him two kids, you know. So mm-hmm. how are you really, even though they've been divorced for two years, I mean, two years after the divorce, uh, this happened two years after their, their divorce, they still have kids together. They still frequently see each other. What happens if she drops the kids off with Ron, you know? That's still going to build up, you know? This is the woman who gave me children, and now she's with another man. I'm this big football player making all this money, but she doesn't want me, the football player. She wants Ron, the regular Joe Blow kind of guy. <laughs> right. And she was trophy wife, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he was used to getting trophies. Yep. He was used to getting the trophy wife. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to put up with it. And I think they still had a lot of back and forth. So, um when there's a clean break, there's sometimes not as much stringing it out. But I think this couple strung it out. Like, it was going to go on forever yeah. with them. And with somebody like him, you would think, he, you're a football player in the NFL. Dude, you can have any woman you want. Yeah. Any woman you want. But you're stuck on this lady. And to the point of maybe murdering her i'm just gonna say that <laughs> yeah go ahead i mean people are probably thinking it like oh yeah <laughs> listen it's innocent until till proven guilty not okay on this show it's with this specific case it's innocent until we prove them guilty i don't care what the court says <laughs> right and i think like there was this big documentary that came out a couple years ago that talked about the abuse more than anything else Mm -hmm. and i think it's a huge reason to say he did it Mm -hmm. um he's beating her he is jealous he's enraged like people see two sides of oj they see this cool guy and they see this horrible enraged person and i think seeing both of those made me go oh like he probably did this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's too, you got to think, too, big dude. Big dude. Yeah. When you play football, big dude. I don't know how Nicole looks. I don't know if she's... Little um, girl. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now she's this little girl. I mean, she's... If he's smacking her around, come on now. She's going to get some bruises and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting that you brought up Ron because I want to kind of explain Ron's role in this. Okay. So... On the day of the murders, which was June 12th, 1994, Nicole went to eat at a restaurant that she went to a lot. 
Um, there she accidentally left her sunglasses. Ron Goldman was just a server at the restaurant. They really, I mean, they knew each other, but they were in a relationship. They didn't have anything big. Um, he noticed her sunglasses, knew that they were hers, and agreed to return them to her. Ron and Nicole briefly knew each other before, but only as friends, and they weren't really dating, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah. So people are like, was there more to that, or was Ron just this innocent bystander, basically? Well, I... Okay, so, this is what you gotta think about. O.J. Simpson is popular. Nicole's his wife. Everybody and their mom sees both of them on the news. Like, they were beloved mm -hmm. by everybody, right? So now, you are a server at this restaurant. You see the Juice's wife at your table, right? She's coming in every day. So if she's as beautiful as she's saying, you're the one who'll make an effort, like, hey, Bob, get out the way. Everybody get out the way. I'm going to get that table, you know? And so you'll make an effort, and of course, I go into restaurants. If I go to a restaurant all the time, I build a relationship with people, you know, and I bet they became friends. And then OJ and her started having problems, and Ron was like, it's my time to shine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which, if that's how it played out, uh, I'm rooting for Ron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like she didn't want any more orange juice. Which, okay, all right, so this is just funny. Off topic right here, okay? It's not off topic, but I'm connected, right? So my voice has been going up because I got sick, right? So I bought me some orange juice. <laughs> okay. And so in order to keep my voice up and going, that's what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> As we're talking about OJ. <laughs> I just think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Getting a little bit of the OJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is not a good thing. No. <laughs> um. I am rooting for the juice, orange juice, the actual orange juice, not OJ, the the uh, football player. There you go. All right. I have to just make sure that's specific. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into some, some nitty gritty on this. So what the medical examiner said was the attacker would be a strong, large man. Okay. Check. Interesting. Check. Yep. <laughs> An autopsy determined that Nicole had been stabbed seven times in the neck and scalp. She had sustained a 14 centimeter long gash across her throat, which had severed both her left and right carotid arteries. <clears throat> um, it also uh, breached her left jugular veins. That wound on Nicole's neck was so severe it penetrated into her vertebrae and nearly decapitated her. She also had defensive wounds on her hands. Like, she was like this. Mm -hmm. Hands up. Mm -hmm. um, Ron, they think, came upon the attack. This is why they think that. A neighbor believed they heard a man say, hey around the time of the attack. So gotcha. they're thinking that maybe Nicole was being attacked. Ron came to her aid. Mm -hmm. Like saw him beating her or something. And this person lost it. Killed her. Killed Ron. Gotcha. Um, Ron's fatal wounds were to his torso and neck. But he had stab marks on his neck, face, ears, chest, thigh, hands, forearm, and abdominal area. So he was stabbed everywhere. Gotcha. Hmm. It's like revenge stuff. Yeah. Right. The whole attack lasted just about five minutes. So not long at all. But it was pure hell. Yeah. It was fast, mm -hmm. vicious, bloody. And full of rage. Yes. And as you guys know, with uh, decapitation, what, a couple episodes ago, we talked about how um, our victim boob cut off and her head was decapitated, and we they were saying it was by a guardrail. Mm -hmm. And we were, too, I know we got into it. It is super hard to decapitate somebody. Um, yes. So you either have to know what you're doing or you got to be super strong. 
in order to do it. In this case, yeah. I don't think it was somebody who knew what they were doing. I think they were just super strong and just going, 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 going. And just had to stop maybe because somebody came in to stop them, you know? Yep. Maybe they wanted a trophy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reenactment that I found, I will try to post it for you guys because it opened up my eyes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I found it on YouTube, but it was from the medical examiner, and he was saying that he thinks a lot of what happened was there was an altercation between Nicole and OJ. He was beating her, yelling at her or something. Ron came up. OJ went for Ron, right? OJ stabs Ron. Ron's, you know, oh gosh, I'm surprised. Yep. Then <clears throat> Nicole's screaming. So he's like, I got to get, I got to get her to shut up. Yep. So it looks like he came up behind her and just, like in the movies. Okay, almost, gotcha. Had her like off the ground, cut her neck. Mm -hmm. Dropped her. She's out. Then went back for Ron, stabbed him until he thought Ron's done, and then left. That would make a lot of sense because mm -hmm. it would be, um, they're fighting. Ron comes to protect her. He gets upset that Ron's trying to protect her, so he stabs, um, starts stabbing Ron, just like fierce, you know, like you protect yeah. my woman. She starts screaming. He cuts her, goes back to Ron, finished his revenge, and then he's like, "Bitch, I can't believe you left me for this dude. Now I'm gonna get you," you know, kind of a deal. Yeah. And then left. That's. Crazy. I mean, in. If it's OJ, if it was somebody else, but whoever it is, that's fast, that's rage, and that's almost, like, not premeditated. You know, like, the abuse, he was probably going to kill her anyway. Yeah. Ron, I don't think he probably would have no. if he wouldn't have been in the way. Yeah. I think this was, like, all just, and then probably OJ sat there and went, oh, my God, what did I just do? And <laughs> that speaks a lot to this case because there's so many mistakes. There's so much DNA, so much evidence that people think it's planted because people are like, why would anybody leave this stuff? Yep. But in OJ's mind, I think he was panicked. Yep. And I don't know. I, I need to watch that OJ. I need to, now you got me wanting, I've seen the stuff. I've seen the stuff on Netflix and everywhere, and I'm just like, and eh, whatever. Um, I won't, I won't uh, watch it or anything. But yeah, um, let's do this, Sarah. Let's take a break, Kay. and we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish the story about. Ooh, I'm not gonna say finish. <laughs> we're gonna keep talking about <laughs> this story here, and we'll be right back after this. Stay right there, guys. Uh, See you on the flip side. Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to light, or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Armors Block, which is brought to you by Gateway Pro and Blue Code Arms Company. No matter your era, we got your six. I'm your host, Hootie, along with Joe, and we will talk about everything gun and what to do with them on Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. So grab a beer, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show.
Hey guys, and we are back with our OJ Simpson, Nicole Brown-Simpson, and Ron Goldman case. And it's getting a little bit crazy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. I'm <laughs> very interested. It's it's always, I hate when we come in to from breaks and stuff and we start to... I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 my computer, I hate it because my computer always likes to go on the fritz when we come back from a break. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the F-bomb, everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, this, this case is very interesting. It's the first time I'm actually hearing the whole the details of the case so I'm very interested in hearing all the details so let's jump right back into it yeah so we talked about the case let's talk about everyone's first suspect and that is OJ Nicole's ex-husband okay. um, his excuse for what he was doing that night was he was packing for a trip to Chicago. No one necessarily saw him during this time, but we're going to talk about the full timeline now. So, this is with everybody, witnesses, and everything. That, well, my thing is, you're, you're a football star, man. Where's your posse at? Like, you don't have a couple of guys just hanging around you. Listen, if I ever become big and famous, I'm always going to have my boy Marcus right there by my side no matter what I do. Like, they'd be like, Joe did this the other night. And they'd be like, Marcus, what did I do the other night? You was in your bed sleeping. I watched Joe when he sleep to make sure he ain't doing nothing. That's how I would be. Like, my God, if, you know, if you're as famous, you're super famous, and you commit this crime or whatever. Okay, now you did say earlier that it could have been the heat of the moment kind of deal, right? Uh-huh. But even then, I would have said, hey, guys, where was I? Oh, you was in your room. We was blocking the door. Okay, just making sure we had our story straight. Not, I was packing to go to Chicago or whatever, you know. <laughs> Who was you with? I was by myself. Hmm. But don't fly. No bueno, sir. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Um, June 12th, uh, 6.30 p.m., Nicole has dinner at the restaurant and leaves her sunglasses. 9.50, Ron leaves from work. So between 6.30 and 9.50, everybody's just doing their thing, okay. right? 9.50, Ron leaves from work. We know that because the time stamps. 10.15 is when the medical examiner says is about the time of death. Okay. Um, 10.41 to 10.45, um, there is a house guest at Simpson's mansion. His name was Cato Kalen. Okay. Um, he became super famous after this whole thing, but we'll get to that. So, <laughs> um, he lived on the property, but he didn't house. He lived like in the pool house or something. Okay. Um, so he hears a thumping noise on the opposite side of his wall that, and he goes out to investigate, but doesn't see anything. Okay. Okay. So he sees that about 10. 10.45. to 10.55 was when the neighbor sees the dog uh, by itself barking with bloody paws. Okay. So this happens all between about 10.15, if the medical examiner is completely right, to about 11. Okay. Um, so about 45 so, minutes. Um, see, 11 p.m. waiting outside of his mansion since 10:25 was a limousine driver, 
named Alan Park. He sees Simpson OJ exit the house. Okay. But he's been waiting on this dude since 1025. Okay. Um, now, I'm sure rich people are always late. But... Yeah. Yeah. Fashionably late. <laughs> right. Fashionably late. Um, but I, it seems like maybe he, OJ sent for this limousine, said be there at 1030, right? Or around 1030. Yeah. They get there five minutes early, but they don't see him till 11. Mm-hmm. Um, he picks up OJ, drives him to LAX to get on that flight to Chicago. Uh, 11.45, OJ takes off from, takes off to Chicago. June 13th now, 1994, OJ Simpson becomes a suspect, like, pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um, 4.15 a.m., he checks into the hotel in Chicago. Okay. 4.30 a.m., police arrive at OJ's mansion. Um, they're basically there to inform him mm-hmm. of the death, but also to question him. Um, they discover his blood-stained Bronco and a bloody glove that matches the one near Ron Goldman's body. <laughs> Who are these people saying he didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> Beats the hell out of me. Uh, So you have two of these gloves, these famous gloves, right? Yep. One of them is next to Ron Goldman's body. One of them is in O.J. Simpson's home. Okay. Um, 12 p.m. the next day, returning to Los Angeles after being informed of Nicole's death, Simpson arrives at his mansion where he is handcuffed and taken to the police station for questioning. He was there for hours. June 15th, 1994, Robert Shapiro becomes O.J. Simpson's attorney. June 16th, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman's funerals. June 17th was the infamous Bronco chase. Okay. Now, this is those images you see of the white Bronco, where everyone's like, that's OJ. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Helicopter teams. Um, yep. Yep. Um, going like, I swear, 10 miles an hour down the road. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, okay. So, this was the Bronco chase. Um, he gets charged for the murders. Okay. So he originally promised to surrender, but then he flees and becomes a fugitive. He is later spotted off the freeway driving in his white Bronco with his friend Al Collins in the driver's seat. So Al is driving, OJ's in the back seat. Fans begin to line the freeways and cheer for him. Over 20 police cars and 20 helicopters participated in this chase. The helicopters follow Simpson's Bronco an estimated <laughs> and an estimated 95 million people watched the 60-mile pursuit on TV. Good lord. I mean, he's he made Broncos famous. Every time I see a Bronco, that's who I think of. Like Yeah. Every time. Even the newer Broncos, that's who I think of. I think of OJ. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would have just quit the company. I would have ended the company right there. No more Broncos are being made after this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this famously interrupted the, pro- the broadcast of the NBA Finals, God. which is just notorious. Um, so there was lots of talk that Simpson was threatening to commit suicide. Mm-hmm the whole time back there um but he ultimately surrenders at his house a little before 9 p.m he is arrested and thrown in jail without bail police found thousands of dollars as well as makeup 
and a fake mustache in the Bronco. So he was he was gone gone. Why you gotta um, ride if you didn't do nothing? If you didn't do nothing, why you gotta ride in your car? If you right. Do nothing, why are you running away if you didn't do nothing? <laughs> right. So this pursuit is just burned in my little true crime mind. Okay. Um, I, of course, was not old enough, I don't think, to really watch it live or anything. But I, I just remember it playing back so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I mean... This is what gets me, right? Like, we have today so much police cruelty and just like, they will take out anybody for moving Mm -hmm. that has dark skin. Let me say that. Um, But they follow this man for however miles going 25 miles an hour when he could have killed somebody. Yep. Well, baffling. <laughs> but you have to think about it too, Sarah. Do you want to be the cop that takes this national football player out? You know, that's true. Like, they don't know if he did it or not. So let's say you pull him over, you shoot at him, and then it—he's what? He's out of jail, right? Or did he just? Yeah. Yeah. So he's out of jail. Um. He's out of jail now, so, but, um, what was I going to say? Let's just say they said he was innocent. <clears throat> and, uh, now you're just that cop who, oh, you're the cop who shot at OJ, huh? Now he's suing you and all that. See, I understand where they're coming from. You know, this would look bad on the, on the department if we that's stop true. him. Um, that's stupid. 25, I, I would have been sitting there. Let's see how fast, let's see how long we can keep him going. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, it's 60, 60 miles. Jesus. That's... My theory is that this was just a big distraction. They mm-hmm. have pointed out that they think some more evidence was hid in this time. Okay, gotcha. Or something. Okay. And OJ was just leading them to where they're looking over here and other people are doing stuff over there type mm. of thing. But see, what else would you need? I mean, besides the time frames, I mean, knife, gloves, blood. The knife's never been found. Knife's never been found. It's gonna be one of those things. They're gonna, they're going to like rake some ocean or a body of water out there, and they'd be like, "We found it," you know, (laughs) after all these years. They They thought that they had found it. Actually, like. I think close to the property at one point. Okay. But it was just like a random knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people freaked out. Um, <laughs> I found out yeah. knife. Jeez. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. There's just so much evidence going against him. But. They... So let's, let's uh-huh. actually talk about that okay. because. I actually have two lists. Okay. I have some of the weird facts in the fact that he did it and some that he didn't. So let's talk about all that. So here's the facts of he did it. Okay. This is on that side. There were three blood stains by the rear gate that were proven to be OJ's DNA. Okay. So they were on Nicole's gate. DNA evidence shows that five blood drops found near the killer's footprints at the murder scene belonged to OJ. A knit cap found at the scene of the crime had hairs that matched OJ's. The bloody footprint was a size 12 Bruno Magli shoe, which was the same size, and he is seen wearing those shoes in like a picture at a football game (laughs) uh the domestic violence motive um him being jealous of ron uh before the murders simpson had filmed a pilot where he underwent extensive military training including knife training 
Um, which, yeah, he was going to go for acting before this, too. So mm -hmm. there's that. Um, why did he flee the police if he didn't do it? Yep. Uh, there was blood traces in OJ's home and his Bronco. Yep. Black leather glove found at the scene. The other was found in front of OJ's house or in OJ's house. Um, hairs consistent with that of OJ Simpson found in the cap, which mm -hmm. I think I already talked about. Um, hairs consistent with that of OJ Simpson found on Ron Goldman's shirt. Okay. Simpson had fresh cuts on his left hand the day after the murder, and there was blood on socks in OJ's home that matched Nicole's. Well, what about the... Can you imagine killing somebody with one glove and then the other glove you, you still have on when you get home? You're just like, okay, take it off, throw it somewhere. <laughs> whew, whew, they're never going to find me. <laughs> right. He took some tips from uh, BDK. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or BTK. Yeah. He was it. reading that Murder for Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to say it, but I keep... I can't remember the title. Okay, I gotta get that in my head. I'm uh, still working on making a meme of it. I think it's gonna be pretty funny. I can't wait. <laughs> We're gonna get it on a shirt. Yes, we are. So that's the he did it camp. Okay. There's some strong DNA evidence there. Yeah, because the blood. What about the blood in the Bronco? Right. Okay. Um. And let's just say, let's just say he, what? I don't know. I would still have one of my boys. Where's your posse at? Where's your posse mm -hmm. at? I would have had somebody, listen, I got all this money. It'd be better for you to go down for the fall of it than me. And then I'll pay your bell to get out, you know? Right. So I would have had one of my people do it, you know? Not in my car, you know? Uh, not somebody as big as me. You know, wearing my shoes and stuff. I wouldn't have had that. I would have had somebody completely different. Nobody knew about. I just wouldn't have went. In, I just wouldn't have went in there and did it myself. As a, you know, I can understand if somebody was just a normal person doing this, but for somebody as big as a superstar as he was, why are you doing this? By why are you doing it yourself when you have all these people? Shoot, there mm -hmm. was a guy I knew who was a sniper. <laughs> you know, people would pay him to shoot people. Come on, OJ. You, yeah. You got that money. Could have easily did that. Nobody would right. have ever known. <laughs> I think that's what proves that this was such a frenzied act. Mm -hmm. He did it and then thought about it. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was any preparation yep. um, in this. Because if he had thought about it, I think he would have been like, no, I, can't, I cannot kill people because people are going to know it's me. Yeah. So, but you also, he had the knife on him, right? He had to have, or he got it in the house yeah. when they were fighting or something. Maybe he was threatening her. Now, what about the gloves? Does he just wear gloves? <laughs> Maybe. It was the 90s. People did a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's some weird fashion. Um yeah. Which I wish we could go back to. I was watching a TV show and I saw the way they were dressed. And I was like, I would dress like that, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, <clears throat> could have had some gloves on. So are you ready to hear the he didn't do it? Listen, uh, you're just gonna do what you you gonna do your little mind trick games you always do. Tell me one side because now I'm like he did it, and then you're gonna tell me this stuff. I'm like he didn't do it. So go ahead, I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know if I could convince anybody that he didn't do it at this point, but I I could try. I see. I like presenting all the evidence and letting y'all figure that out. Yeah, yeah. and I, that way I don't have to feel like I convinced anybody of anything. I just presented the evidence. Yeah, this isn't like CBS News or Fox News. We try to right. let everybody figure out their own opinions. <laughs> we there we go. <laughs> All right, so if you believe he didn't do it, this is the things that you think. So, in the trial, the black leather gloves did not fit OJ. Gloves were found outside the crime scene and were immediately picked up as evidence 
and determined to be gloves the murderers had the murderer had worn committing the crime. So they're immediately like these are this is the gloves. The gloves were given to OJ during the trial and he was instructed to put them on. As he did there was a struggle and he finally <laughs> got the gloves up as far as he could, held them up showing the jury, the judge, and everyone else that the gloves did not fit. Okay. Crippling the prosecution's argument. If the gloves do not fit, you must acquit. That's where that comes from. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's the biggest piece. Um, there was also no murder weapon. Okay. Um, the crime lab was known for contaminating DNA a lot. Okay. And this time, uh, people believe that police planted evidence. Um, blood on the sock could not, could have been planted because this thing called EDTA was found on it. And that only comes in tubes of blood, but not in the body. Okay. Very scientific, like, I don't, stuff. But there's a chemical that they put in tubes of blood okay. that was found on the socks that cannot be found in the body. Okay. That's a little odd to me because that's, like, clear-cut evidence. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the race issue. So... This all started back with the Rodney King beatings in 1992. I was going to mention that. I was going to say, when, when did that happen? When did that happen? Only two years mm -hmm. prior. Um, did we have a white cop beating a black man and caught on video? Of course, inciting riots all over L.A. for that. And then here we are two years later... We believe, you know, if you're on the didn't-do-it side, that these cops framed this black man of killing his white wife. It was problematic. <laughs> this goes back to uh, just a couple of our recent episodes where we had, there was a killing. It was the day before Michael Jackson's death. Then we had the killing, and it was right before a hurricane. This is just something that happened that just muddies the water, you know. And then both those previous cases, we don't know who the murderer is, you know. Mm -hmm. And same thing with this. That happened. Um, that happened a couple of years before, and that just kind of muddied the water. So everybody's got this, you know. There's just all this tension, and oh, man, that's just, man, it's just crazy. There's always been um, a very sharp line between police and the black community. Mm -hmm. uh, for good reason. Yep. Um, and, of course, after 1992, there was even bigger of a sharp line. People were like, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say, one hundred percent, these were racist cops. Uh, oh, yeah. On the stand, they played uh, the white cop saying the N word, mm -hmm. uh, saying very degrading things in the nineties. And so, what in the nineties? Right. Yeah. Right. And also in a position of power, and so. I don't believe that this was people planning evidence. I think OJ did it. Mm -hmm. I will say that. But I will say that the reason he got away with it was because this. Like, yes. there was just so much racial tension and it's still happening today. It's still going on. Mm -hmm. And he got caught in the middle of it. And it's like, you have, on one side, I'm like, these were dirty cops. They needed to be fired. Something needed to be happening. But on the other side, I believe OJ did it. So it's really hard. Well, and you also have to think about it. 
we keep doing this. I keep I've been doing this recently in the, all my podcasts where I say go back and listen to this episode. But there was another episode we did here where we were talking about how there were black kids getting kidnapped, and the police really weren't doing anything until a lot of the black community spoke up, and there was almost a riot getting ready to break out. Can you imagine the hell that would have broke loose in the black community if OJ didn't get freed or you know and so that might because of Rodney King happening two years earlier it not enough time had passed so they didn't want to incite a riot and things like that because just from here and it's just like let's just in recent days let's take George Floyd right uh-huh. let's take that that happened then two years later a black person commits a crime as big as this do you think they would have got off because of the tension that's going on, you know, no matter all the evidence stacked up against them, they still would have got off. Um, I don't know. It's just a crazy thing. It's, uh, it's one of there those. There will never be another case like this. No, no. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's cr- it's crazy. Um, because you and st- I will go ahead. You still have people talking about it to this day. You know, we just had a couple years ago. Cuba Ju- Gooding Jr. just did a movie or something with him about this case and everything, and everybody and their mom watched it. I didn't see it, but I knew. I remember everybody talking about it, and it's it's such a big case. What is it, almost twenty years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And like I say, it's the most asked about case um, that I get. When people say, oh, you you like true crime, what do you think about OJ? And I'm put in this tough position because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I believe he did it. But then it's like, people are like, well, then you're going, you know, against the black community. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't believe it was, like, <laughs> right necessarily. And it's, it's, it's hard, you know, because he... There will never be another O.J. Simpson case. Yep. Um, and it just everything happened so perfectly almost. Mm-hmm. And it's super sad for Nicole and Ron and their families. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, they didn't get justice. Nope. Um, and they might never. Well, they probably won't ever get justice because he can't be retried. Didn't he just, uh, he went to jail for something. Yes, and I talk about that as well. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry, but I because no, I, okay. I, I just saw he I just remembered he he just got out and I thought he, they might have stumbled over some, but I don't know. I'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I don't wanna... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like we said, the trial was insane. Protesters lined the street with free OJ posters. Yep. Ninety-five million people, I said, tuned in to watch that chase. So. Mm-hmm. Everyone was watching the trial. Um, on the morning of October 3rd, around 100 million people tuned in to see the verdict. Um, security measures were in place because they didn't know. It might have been rioting. Yep. Um, the case got the front page of Los Angeles Times for over 300 days. Yep. I mean, we were on our the edge of our seats. In 1995. <laughs> and you got to realize, because I don't know if some people will get this, he was a football, he was a football player, but he was like a very good football player. He was like a very good football player. So when you see all these people, 95 million people coming out doing all this, it's just not because, one, he's just a regular football player. He was a really good football player, and everybody, almost everybody likes football. I don't care who, but everybody, you know. That's what people do. They love football. So, in a sense, a lot of people's heroes, especially in the black community, you know, he was being that he was being attacked. You know, right? So. Right, and over racial issues, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um. So October third, deliberating for less than four hours, the jury returns. Simpson is a free man. He was found not guilty. In 1997, however, O.J. was found guilty in a civil trial. The jury in O.J. Simpson's 1997 civil trial found that Simpson was liable for the murders of 
Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. So that means the family sued him in a civil trial. He he went down in that one. Like he was guilty. Gotcha. In the federal one, he was found innocent. Okay. Um, they were awarded twenty five million in damages. Okay. To be avide, divided among the families of the two victims. Um, and then an additional $8.5 million to Goldman's family, um, just for all of the stuff they went through. Gotcha. So they, they got money, but they didn't get justice. Yep. Um, there is some other weird things um, in this case, of course, and some other weird theories. Should we take a break and come back? Or do you want me to try to get through them really fast? Now, let's do this. Let's just do what we always do. <clears throat> Guys, we're going to come we're going to come back next week or whenever. Okay. <laughs> Sarah and I haven't decided when we're going to come back, but we're going to come back with this case. And we're going to talk more about it. Um but Let yet... me leave you with this. Okay. okay, this is kind of a cliffhanger, right? I've got the weirdest theories of the O.J. Simpson trial coming up for you. So we talk the weirdest theories people have on O.J. (laughs) (laughs) Next week or whenever we come back. (laughs) Listen, if we, because we were talking about doing it next week or if we were going to leave you guys hanging for two weeks. If we do that, we will come online and tell you. Hey guys, remember that case we talked about last week? We ain't doing it this week, so join us next week. So as of right now, we're gonna leave you on a cliffhanger. All right guys, so for the very first time, we have decided we are going to turn this into a series. Yes, the first time on Code 187, we have a series going on. There's just so much information to unpack here that we've gotta take it and divide it up into three episodes. So. Guys, join us next week as we talk about the weird theories that uh, Sarah has found that people have come up with. And then we also, for our third episode, we're also going to be talking about, uh, see, I don't want to give you too much. So I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger on that. So make sure you guys listen to the next two episodes of Code 187 to hear the rest of this case. As always, guys, we love you and we thank you guys for listening. I'm Joe. And I am Sarah. And thank you guys for listening to Code 187. We will see you next week. You don't know what we talk about, but we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.